0: This is a proud production of ITM Media. Good day to all the rambling about racing nation out there episode 161 kicking off here finally done with daytona the nascar season and arca series season has finally kicked off and we can't be happier here i know i'm speaking for a lot of race fans when i say i'm glad it's finally here we'll get more into daytona later but we do have a race car driver joining us today an arca series driver i should be more specific to say Braden Laster will be joining us, talking about his experience there at the Daytona International Speedway, as well as his career up to this point and future on herein. But I'm glad you're here, whether you're on YouTube or your regular podcast platform. Really do appreciate you taking the time to stop by and ramble racing with me, rambling about racing. I love this. I'm so happy, like I said, at the top of the show that it's finally here. Race season has finally started. Can't be happier but we're just going to hit right into it. First things first here. As you can see, again, I'm flying solo again. Matt Beamer here flying solo. Charlie, Austin, and Preston had things to do. But rest assured, hopefully, and it's more my fault, I think, because of the time schedule difference, especially Eastern to Central time. Hopefully, they'll be here next week. The whole crew will be here because we got a very special guest next week. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear who that is but we're going to go ahead and kick into a Daytona here for NASCAR the opening salvo I should say for the race weekend and overall I'm just going to go ahead and say the race weekend was meh a lot of people on social media were complaining about the commercials and quite frankly the commercials I mean it gives you time to take care of some stuff go get another beer go get some food go to the bathroom whatever it is but I, I get people is upset about it. I mean, at least do it side by side. But at the same time, who else is going to foot the bill? I'm, I'm sure Aaron NASCAR on TV is very expensive. Can't blame Fox or NBC Sports for that one. It is what it is. Commercial is going to be a part of life. Just like in baseball, although in the middle of a pitch, they don't cut to commercial. They usually wait till the middle of the inning to do that. It is what it is, guys. I don't think there's really much we could do about it. But let us know what you think the solution would be to that using hashtag What You Think Itm. I think a dedicated payment subscription plan, like a streaming plan, like maybe on Peacock or something, to give you full access to that flag to flag without commercials would be beneficial. I mean, I'm sure many people would pay fifty bucks a year to do that. But I'm I don't know what the numbers would be. We'll just I mean a streaming plan for that one. I know Amazon's talking about coming on board. Maybe that's going to be the Ticket for this solution here, but I'm I'm not here to, because I don't care. I, I don't care. The commercials don't bother me. It is what it is. We've had them ever since the dawn of NASCAR on TV. But we're going to be talking about the truck race. The rain shortened truck race was unfortunate. It was unfortunate to see that because it was heating up to be a good race. Zane Smith goes back-to-back back at Daytona winning that race. And unfortunately, the the Xfinity and Cup race were one and the same, a crash on the final lap and having to be determined by the time of caution with Austin Hill taking the victory there in the Xfinity series going back-to-back at back Daytona. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Gain, gain, winning his first Daytona 500, first for JGD Jordy since, I believe they said, Watkins Glen with A.J. Allmendinger. And I happened to be there for that race, along with Charlie Hurricus and my wife. But congratulations to that team. That organization deserved it. I mean, Penske looks strong. Who who looked strong to me was Roush Kozlowski, Fenway, Racing, RFK looks strong. And I thought they were going to do it again. Unfortunate circumstances took out both Chris Busher and Brad Kozlowski there towards the latter part of the race. Kyle Busch getting caught up in another accident with RCR was really hoping he'd Take care of business right there and knock it out of the park. It just wasn't meant to be though, folks. And needless to say, I can't wait till Auto Club coming up here where we're going to see the Xfinity and truck and not trucks, but trucks are off this week. But the Xfinity and Cup will be going to Auto Club Speedway this upcoming week. I'll give you my breakdown of that race because I think it's going to be a better race than Daytona was. Because it's one of those races where people get spread out and cars that you normally see up front are gonna the powerhouse swingers are gonna be up front there in that race. And it's gonna be a a fun race. We're going right back to Southern California after seeing what the Clash could do there. Hopefully some fans migrate over there from the Clash to the Auto Club Speedway before it is reconfigured into a short track. Not a big fan of that, and a lot of people aren't big fans of that, but hey. Overall, majority of NASCAR fans want the short tracks. Careful what you wish for because a track that you might like will be reconfigured or taken off the schedule completely to make way for what the majority want. So careful what you wish for, folks. That's all I'm going to say on that one. But Auto Club Speedway, upcoming races here for the Xfinity and Cub. Saturday, February 25th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1 will be the Xfinity race and Sunday, February 26th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox will be the cup race. My picks for that one. I think you're going to see Junior Motorsports back up there in dominating fashion after a disappointing finish in Daytona. But I think Brandon Jones is going to score his first victory with that organization, his brand new team with Junior Motorsports there. Brandon Jones gets it done in Xfinity Series. And my money's going to be on Hendrick for this week for the Cup Series. More specifically, Alex Bowman. He's won there before. I think Alex Bowman does it. He's kind of one of those guys who isn't flashy, but he's there when it counts. Bowman gets it done for me. I don't have picks for anybody else as far as Charlie, Austin, or Preston. I'm sorry about that. It is what it is. But, hey, there's nothing I can do about it. Again, glad you're joining us. We're getting ready to bring Braden Laster on, so we're going to go ahead and get him on and get to hey man folks. Before we continue on with the start of season five of Rambling About Racing, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest and re- greatest Rambling About Racing gear, such so as T-shirts like the one I have on, hoodies, hats, or anyone. But line up exclusively at Bonfire. And so much more. Pint glasses for your beers and everything like that. Just head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. And there you can find the links to both Teespring and Bonfire. All Every purchase will help out Rambling About Racing, bring you better content and hopefully more content at at tracks around the country later on as we get there. So head on over to ramblingaboutracing.com. Links can also be found be found in the youtube video below or on your podcast description on your regular podcast platform below again all proceeds help out rambling about race and bring you better content in the future hey man hey man all right, now on here on Rambling About Racing, joined by Braden Laster,
1: driver to 03 Ford for Mullen Autosports. Mullen's Mullen's, Mullen's, Racing. Mullen's it, Racing. It depends where you where you look. Uh, the Daytona, like the book they have at Daytona, it says Mullen's Autosport. Oh, okay, uh, but it, it, the the official name is Mullen's Racing. Mullen's but, Racing. It, the 03 Ford by Mullen's <laughs> Racing, and this.
0: This session of Hey Man, presented by Devo's Outdoor Lighting, head over to RamblinAboutRacing.com under the Sponsors tab, or head over to Devo'sOutdoor.com for your outdoor lighting needs. Use code Ramblin' for 10% off for all your outdoor lighting needs, or maybe short track lighting needs, whatever you need there, Braden. But we are joined here by Braden Laster, just finished a race in Daytona, and- and, (laughs) It varies, this is a strong word. It was an interesting race, up and down race down there. I mean, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're you're one of the few people we've talked to that actually race on that historic track here at the Daytona National Speedway. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, man. So, I mean, how, we just got since we're just got finished talking about this last weekend of racing in, in all four series: ARCA, NASCAR, Trucks, Xfinity mm-hmm. Cup.
1: How was it down there, man? Uh, yeah, the weather was great. I mean, it was some cooler weather as far as the racing went. It's, uh, it's, it was definitely up and down for us. It started out strong. We, we were 14th in practice, and that was only, we had, we had a 50-minute practice session on Thursday. And we weren't going to really push too hard or anything down there. Uh, it's just practice. You know, here's the thing about ARCA, you know, the, running with a bit of a smaller underdog team, is we didn't really have a backup car, like, at all. Uh, so if I just scored my car in practice, that would have been my, my race weekend over. Right. So we went out there, we ran you know, 10, 15 laps, and it was me one other car, and we ended up 14th out of 34 on the practice chart. So we were very proud of that.
0: All right. Well, and,
1: nope. and qualifying, I could just group qualifying. I don't know why we do group qualifying. Uh, Cup did it a couple of years ago. Total disaster. Was, Total disaster. Yes. And here's the fun thing with ARCA is it's random group qualifying. So it's not like you have an hour to go do it. You have uh, four minutes, and you get set in a random group of five to seven cars. And how it goes is, like, the first group will go out, they'll line up on pit road, and they'll start a four-minute clock and have four minutes. And wherever you are when the four minutes ends, that's that's it. So as many of the you can get down to four minutes, pretty much. Okay. And we had, I feel like, the best group in qualifying. Like I said, it's all random. And six of our seven cars in our group are very stout pieces of equipment. I mean, we had Vince which is a lead Toyota team. We have Rev Racing, which is a lead Chevy team. You had uh, Gage Rogers and Sean Corr, who are both very fast. And you had me and my teammate, Big William Mullins, who is a very has a very, very fast Chevrolet. That's something to fun about, uh, ARCA, is my teammate's Chevy and I'm in a Ford. Which is kind of kind of right. wacky. That yeah, does sound a bit wacky, right there. Right? <laughs> hey, hey. And their short track cars, of Toyota. So. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, we so, had the
0: same thing with Austin Terrio. Austin Terrio had the same thing. He bounced around from <laughs> manufacturer to manufacturer here when he was on last year. But yeah,
1: go on. I apologize. no, no, problem. So. We had a very stout group. There wasn't really any other groups that had more than three to four really good cars and we had about five six really, really great cars. And so we're all lined up and you try to make a plan ahead of time in the mm-hmm. garage area on who's gonna lead, who's gonna tail. And our, we had this order that Jack Wood was gonna lead that Jack Wood was gonna lead us out, followed by Amber Balkian. Um Balkan Balkian and Balkian, 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 yeah, ba- yeah, yeah, Car. Yeah, the Amber. Uh, Amber, yeah. The, yeah, Amber. Uh Sean Core. uh Big Willie, uh, myself, and Gage Rogers, and with the plan with me being kind of in the back, is me, Big Willie, Sean, and Gage could kind of get uh, fall back a little bit, go to three, and get a good suck up. So four minute timer begins. Now does and it begin at the start finish line or right when you guys roll off pit road? Right when we're off pit road. Okay. So we got so that four minutes isn't like getting up to speed is right. the part of that four minutes. Absolute, so you realistically only set about two laps at speed, right? And so we're going about four or 500 feet out of pit road we're going into turn one like i said i'm at the tail end and uh you know, we're still all playing catch up getting three gears. i see some smoke from the lead car of jack Wood. i'm like okay just some tire smoke no big deal and all of a sudden i see amber's car just explodes in smoke i'm like oh we got problem and i see sean core's car take a hard left there's basically papa 180 start spinning in the field and that's why i puckered up like Pucker Factor, Maximum Zulu, and uh, I realized that they're blowing up. We had two cars sit here and blow up, basically. We had a car destroy a splitter going through the infield, and it, after the 45-minute red flag, which uh, we, we made it through somehow, me, and Willie, and uh, Brad Smith, who's uh, it's a mediocre car. He couldn't really keep up with us in the draft that much, and uh, Gage Rogers. So we're down to four. Four of their original seven. Three, so three, only really three good cars. Right. Oh, we're like, okay, we're already at disadvantage because other groups have, you know, five, six cars. We're down to three. We'll take it. And so they go, they clean that all up, and we, we – and here's the thing. It's like the 15 seconds we were, like, rolling out, that counts for the four minutes. So we're down to three minutes, 45 seconds. Uh, we go down pit road. We sit there. We wait 45 minutes for them to clean it up, get the green light again. And this time, one of the cars behind us, Gage Rogers, he breaks his drive line, pulling out of the pits. I believe that's how it happened. So they throw in our caution. We waste twenty more seconds, and now it's down to me, my teammate Big William, Brad Smith, who, who can't really keep up with us in the draft. He's a, he's a big underdog in ARCA. Uh, so it's so it's basically me, and my teammate, and we went out there qualified twentieth and twenty first out of forty car out of thirty nine cars against people that had like four or five cars in their pack. So we were already kind of at disadvantage. We should have qualified somewhere in the top ten, and. From there, the whole race just was a, it was a fiasco. We'd, we'd pick the top line, and the top line would lose momentum, and then we'd get a caution. Then we'd restart on the bottom. The, the bottom would get a terrible restart. We'd fall back three, four, five, six, seven, eight spots, and we'd get a caution. About 15 to go, we got some nose damage that ultimately ended any chances of us being competitive. Uh, we started running a little hot there. I went from about 24th to 11th on a, t- in two laps. You had to restart about 15 to go. Both... Top lines, check up. And this is after going from the back to the front, back to the front, back to the front, the whole race. And so I'm like, it's 15 to go. It's go time. I get some nose damage. I didn't know it yet. And I'm from, like I said, both top lines check up. I, I'm like two wheels on the apron passing people. Like we're three, four wide. Uh, I'm not taking any prisoners at this point. And I somehow make it through, and like I said, past like 14 cars. It was insane. Greatest moment of my life. I felt like a on hard out there. And... I get left out front, like leading a pack, and with that nose damage, it's like a parachute. It just drags back, drags back. I'm going to start losing fuel pressure, start running hot. Motor starts to kind of bog down because we're running hot. Unfortunately, it delegated us to a 27th place finish. But car's somewhat in one piece. Nose is a little... Mm, need some Bondo duct tape on a lot of zip ties, but, or, or new nose. But yeah, but we'll take it. We got a lot of good experience. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it,
0: and you were featured on TV. I was watching the race, and I saw you right there on TV with that that famous pizza helmet that we all see on Twitter and and all your social media platforms. Take us to that, because I'm a pizza fan myself, and ask anybody in the firehouse, and pizza's always an option for me. Your love for pizza, man. I mean, it goes even beyond what I think I could even do. I mean, you just
1: love pizza, man. Yeah, kind of. It kind of started out as a joke. Like, growing up, I was, like, like, the chubby, nerdy kid that sat in the corner and ate pizza and played with his Pokemon card. And okay. so, well. just growing up through middle school, people were like, ah, the pizza kid. Hey, the pizza. I, I, I had pizza shoes and pizza pants and pizza backpack. <laughs> and about five, six years ago, my mom had a helmet that was, it was custom, like, dipped. As like looks like a pizza very similar to the helmet I have now I'm like oh this is cool because you know I t- it takes something I'm passionate about you know I love pizza growing up oh yeah and I take something I'm passionate about I kind of I make it a part of my personality which I didn't mind and I uh, you know I kind of combine it with the racing and then everybody has a story of pizza you can relate to pizza you can you can at least have some everyone has had some interaction with pizza at some point in their lives. So it's relatable. And so it's kind of became more of a, hey, here's who I am. So you can kind of just look at me immediately, like, I like this kid. You know, I can relate to this kid. I hate this kid. This kid hates Pete. Or this kid likes Pete. I hate him. You know, you you quickly see more than just a helmet. And so it kind of started as a joke and it kind of became my personality. Now it's what I'm known for. It's fine
0: because that's why I think I don't know who followed who first on Twitter. If you follow me or I followed you. But that definitely caught me. Like, oh, this guy likes pizza. I like mm-hmm. pizza. I'll follow him. Uh, and, and right there, there's the commonality. Right there. Hey, mm-hmm. real quick here, before we keep moving on here, you were lit up like a Christmas tree right there, and now you're not. I can barely see you on my end. I just want to make sure there. Oh, okay, that's better. If that's good for you, you're perfect. Okay. Okay. I want I want my audience to see you there. Uh, you know, I want to make sure you're good there, Braden. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going back to the start of your career, started racing go-karts in Indianapolis mm-hmm. at the age of four. Tell us about that because I know you're following in your dad's footsteps. Tell us a little bit about your dad, actually.
1: Yeah, so my dad, he... Kind of was like more like hobby, like street stock Saturday night type racers. Right. You know, he he grew up working on cars in the eighties the and seventies and eighties as like a late teenager. And figure eight racing is a big thing around Indianapolis. I don't know if you realize or people realize that, but like outlaw figure eight racing and reduce race in the shape of an e- or a an it, eight, you know, an right. X. You have an intersection in the middle. Yeah, and was like drive through the intersection. That that's a huge deal. I mean, we have full blown outlaw light models here, and we have a three hour long figure eight race as wow. our road championship. It, it's huge, and so my dad kind of got started working on those in you know, the 70, late '70s or the '80s. Right, and you know he sponsored a lot of cars out at the uh, the Indianapolis Speedrome and. When he was, it's about the mid-90s, like, yeah, man, I'm tired of helping people. I'm tired of, you know, paying people his rides. He's like, I'm going to go racing myself. And so he started racing himself in about, you know, the, I believe it was like the mid-90s or so or the early 2000s, and he ran you new know, Hornets and front-wheel drives, and so he had, like, a, a Torino he raced, and then he right. raced uh, some outlaw figure-eight stuff. And he'd always have cars in the driveway or in the backyard, and little, little old Brayton over here would go out there to have a hammer that could be beaten on the wheels of the body, just doing whatever I could. You know, I, I was born into it. You know, that's, that's how I already knew growing up. Mm-hmm. And when I was old enough to walk, basically, I was like, All right, Dad. Put me out there, coach. Right. And uh, put me in. And we just moved up the ranks ever since. Um, like we were talking about my, my first start in go-karts. They didn't really go that hot. I went out there. I got wrecked. And I'm like, "I, Dad. I'm retiring. Wow, and one and done. That was it. I'm One yeah. and done. Yeah. Barely made it past the heat race. And they one and done. We're calling it there. And uh, hanged the fire suit up for a couple years. And then... I'm like, right, Dad, you know what? Let's, let's try it one more time. Let's, let's try it one more time and see what happens. Lucky we stuck with it that time. Right. And uh, I moved up through, uh, I was racing street stocks and Thunder cars mm-hmm. when I was 12 years old. Uh, I had a 1977 Ford Thunderbird. It was awesome. Very nice. And I was racing against like, people like 30, 40, 50, even 60 years old. Some of these guys were and I ran, you know, some Outlaw Figure great stuff. And I ran, starting in 2018, I was 15 years old. I made the move to Dirt. And Dirt's, you know, big around the Midwest, especially late models yeah. and sprint cars yeah. in Indiana. And I've never been a big sprint car person, but we made the move to uh, Dirt Late Models and the Brownstown Speedway here in Brownstown, Indiana. Notorious track. One of the top 10 tracks constant in the country for, like, there's like a magazine that ranks Dirt track. It's so many top 10 or top 15. And we went down there and we didn't really know what we were doing. We got an old dirt car, like a 20-year-old chassis, threw, threw our little uh, uh, 383 and we're like, hey, right, we're going we're gonna to go eat. We're going to go see what we can do. And I got top 10 of points and rookie of the year down there, which is really neat. And that's kind of where we've been past four or five years focusing primarily on dirt stuff. And we were running some asphalt stuff here and there and in the past year or so. We made the move to, to NASCAR and Arc I'm running, Neil. This is now, I've ran three Arkansas Menard Series races, uh, two at Daytona, one at Talladega. And I made my uh, NASCAR truck debut last year at a Knoxville.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go back to the NASCAR truck debut, but I'm going to start off with this. A lot of people who start off in Indianapolis are exposed to open-wheel <laughs> racing, mainly IndyCar racing. Yet, uh-huh. you focus mainly, it looks like, on the path towards NASCAR yes. stock cars. I mean, were you was there ever a thought of going open wheel racing, especially no. indie car racing?
1: Um I'm, I'm a bigger bigger guy. I'm you know, six foot three to begin. You're with. six foot three right now at twenty years old. Yes. Holy it, cow, dude. I barely, I barely fit in an ARCA car, let alone wow. an open wheel like let, let alone like an IndyCar or anything. So it's Definitely, it was never really, and okay. growing up, I was always a tallest kid in the class. I'm like, well, he's like, we can put in quarter midgets, but they're a little too big for quarter midgets. And, you can play you know, basketball with anything right I mean, that, I, I tried that for a couple of years. I sucked at it. Yeah. So, I, I, <laughs> that, that's what we did between the, the first race and the second race. I had that couple-year retirement mm. area. That's how we went and we tried basketball. Got it. <laughs> and and uh, this is going to sound terrible, but I've only been to IMS two times in my life. Really? I 30 minutes from it, 25 minutes from it. Uh and I've only watched one Indy five hundred in person. More than so me. My, so <laughs> and that was actually his past year too. So it was kind of my dad grew up, you know, being a big IndyCar guy growing yeah, up, you know of he course. grew up on the South South side. And I was never kind of really introduced into it, kind of. I mean I watched uh, on T V yep. but we'd always be my, my grandpa would always be watching NASCAR and you know we'd go over to my grandpa's and my grandparents' house, they did have NASCAR. And I'm like, oh, NASCAR, NASCAR. And, you know, I kind of okay. grew up around the stock car scene more than the open-wheel scene. Like, uh, the speed drum, me you know, my home track on the asphalt side, it was always they, – they very rarely had, you know, like, midgets or sprint cars there. It was always street stocks or, you know, late models or right. stuff like that. It was never really on the open-wheel side of things.
0: Right. I, I mean, if it helps any, I've only been to Indianapolis Motor Speedway once, and that was in 2004 for the Formula <laughs> One United States Grand Prix. But I got to see Michael Schumacher win. That was pretty impressive, right? There. Wasn't
1: the one that had like six
0: cars? That was the following year, in 05. This year, that that year I went oh four was the one where Mike uh, Ralph Schumacher wrecked and broke his back coming out of the Ooh. final turn, right there. That was a pretty crazy. A game. Me, oh yeah. yeah, that was crazy. That was I won't forget that anytime soon. But now moving up to the truck series, uh, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about your truck series because. I, 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 this name comes up a lot on my podcast a lot of drivers i have here filter through this particular team Rayun brothers racing we yep. in fact had josh on very mm-hmm. early when we started this show we've had drivers like brian barnhill jesse abuji mm-hmm. on and now oh howie Dezavino on no not howie um what's his name, Missouli, Missoula, mm-hmm. I, I forget, oh my gosh, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now, but we, yeah. we've had, you're the fourth driver, fourth, fifth driver on that's worked with Rayum Brothers Racing, yeah. and that's not a bad thing, Josh, mm-hmm. I've met Josh at Darlington, great guy. Awesome I mean, guy, I mean, just, I mean, I finally introduced myself, because I never met him up until the, that point, but yet I still text him from time to time, yeah. I, if great guy. He seems like a pipeline for anybody who wants to make their way in the race. He keeps people. He gives people chances, which is yes. awesome. So, how did you come? Did you race Arca and then get into yeah, so, to Josh or, or how did this process
1: go? <laughs> that whole deal was kind of, kind of. I don't want to say fluke, but it was kind of a fluke. It mainly originated. You know, I ran the Arca Daytona. I ran the Arca Dega last year, mm-hmm. and with the I ran both races with the Mullins and Brad Perez. Who runs Nextfinity and he's run trucks for Josh, too. But he, ran, he runs Nextfinity for Emery and Gaze on a lot of the road course stuff. But he works with the Mullins a lot on the ARCA side. And he uh, knew he's either a crew guy or a crew chief for Tire Guy. And he's been a Tire Guy for a lot of the, the cup teams. And I'm sorry, a lot of the truck teams and Nextfinity teams. And he's, he's known well throughout the garage. And he kind of became a good friend of mine starting last year. You know, I worked with him a lot at Daytona. And uh, ARCA has a test every January as well. Uh, two-day test, and he was one of the Mullins' test drivers last year. So that's when I really initially met him. And he went he made his debut at Sonoma with the uh, Raymond Brothers Racing. And I like, go, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, hey, you know, Dad, what do you think about maybe seeing we can put something together for, you know, the, the Knoxville race? Because, you know, I grew up on dirt. Well, I didn't grow up on dirt, but I've been running dirt the past four or five years, right. like I said earlier. And we're like, you it would be – and the original plan was if you're going to run the IRP. Cause that's you know hometown hero, Brayton Master. I live forty five minutes from IRP. Right. Uh, it'd, it'd be really cool if we can go and do that. So we reached out to him originally about running IRPs. Like, well, the thing with that is it's the first race of playoffs, and we don't want to make your series debut during a playoff race, and this and that, and this and that. I'm like, okay, how about Knoxville? I'll do Knoxville for you. And so we went. And we like called, you know, everybody would know, hey, we're trying to do this cool thing, you want to kind of help out, we're help you know, we can, we're doing a cool thing, it's Knoxville, man, it's a truck series. And we were able to raise enough funding, and they'll put a lot of sponsorship together to go run Knoxville. And we ran, I believe 27th in that race, we qualified 31st, which is really neat, because Knoxville has heat races, and I got a race against Norm Benning. Me and Norm were side-by-side for a good majority of that heat race. And it was was me or him. Either I beat him and went home or he beat me and I uh, I went home. So it was whoever beat who. And we were duking up. We were throwing sliders here and there a little bit. And it kind of sucks because Norm Benning is someone I look up to a lot, especially, you know, kind of that grassroots type of background. And uh, we sent him home, (laughs) sadly. And I, I ran a clean race. I finished twenty seventh, like I said. I mean, not scratching scratch the truck. I think I think it was one of the better Realm Brother finishes that year, outside right. of road courses. So we we felt pretty good about that. It's it's always good when you can load up a truck without any scratches on it. Right. Right. I mean, it, it, no it, it, scratches, no dents. And then unfortunately, we didn't get approved to actually run the IRP race. I uh, didn't have enough asphalt experience to okay. Yeah. Run you know during the during the playoffs and all that. So I'm like, ah, oh, we'll take it, I guess, but. Right, and talking to
0: John Garrett last week, he said if you're qualified, if you're eligible to run ARCA, you can run anything in ARCA. You don't Mm -hmm. have to have X amount of experience or whatever, hence the reason why he's running full-time in the ARCA series this year, Mm -hmm. and and he was able to do that via a Daytona test. Mm -hmm. But now now, talking about ARCA, man, I mean – who starts last year this year is it a full-time ride this year or is it a part-time schedule what's what's the deal with this year
1: yeah so I've, I'm not fortunate enough to you know, have a dad or an uncle or a cousin or a brother in a fortune 500 company uh, I don't have a, a special last name or anything like that so uh, our funding is definitely always a little tight and we typically have to go out here and like raise your know, sponsorship good dollar for dollars and email and you know build build a presence to build a brand to go out here and kind of raise money for these races so a uh, full schedule is sadly not on our plate or our table right now, but we're, all, we're always kind of throwing deals together. Like I said, you know, IRP Knoxville, especially Knoxville was a super last minute deal we were able to put together. So it's, I mean, it could, I don't know who it'd be with, I don't know where it'd come from. Uh, unless, you know, we go more, if we go in the lottery tonight, who knows it might happen, but we just kind of take them as we go. The plan uh, as of now, I believe is to run Talladega. Dega and hopefully maybe some short track stuff later in the season. Uh, right now, we are planning on running some asphalt super late mile stuff to kind of go ahead and get that, that bigger small track asphalt experience. I'll be running the the Rattler at South Alabama Speedway. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. well, check this out.
0: Check this out. One of my buddies, and unfortunately he couldn't make it tonight, Charlie Hercus races down there in South Alabama Speedway Okay, in the Cup Light Series. Cool. So when you go down there, <laughs> I think it's, what, in March? Yep, March. It's in March. 18th? I want to say 18th. He will be there in the Cup Light cool. series. He's running the 83 Cup Light car. Mm-hmm. Look for him and tell him. I mean, he'll have him and, and him and his buddy Austin are, are co-host of the show. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, um, they couldn't make it. Uh, uh, tra- uh, my goodness, I'm getting my names mixed up here. Charlie started <laughs> a new job and his hours aren't fitting mm-hmm. with the schedule of the show right uh-huh. now. And that's on me. I got to fix that. Austin is a roofer, and just had, his wife just had mm. twins, and so he's busy with that. Go yeah. down there, look for them. They're usually in the pits. Look for them, and, and they'll take care of you, buddy. But that's awesome, man. The Rattler, big race, mm-hmm. cup company, big late model race. A lot of drivers, Grant and a have, have raced in there. A lot of drivers really show their muscle in that mm-hmm. race. I mean, I feel like maybe that race... You do well in that race. That'll propel you
1: to, yeah, for,
0: for ARCA. Hey, I'm an ARCA Series driver. I'm an ARCA mm-hmm. Series. You know, you could sell that. Hey, I'm. Uh-huh. I'm not, I don't just look at late models. Look at me in the national stage. ARCA, maybe Rayum Brothers again mm-hmm. with the trucks. I mean, South Alabama that's, Speedway yeah. is at very underrated, especially that race, the Rattler 250.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very underrated. Big event here, Very mm-hmm. underrated, especially in the late model. I mean, big in the late models. But in the grand scheme of things, it's very underrated, I feel, because, I mean, a lot of names have come from there, a lot of names. And and you know, I feel like if you have a shot to win that and even compete in that, you're going to be – your name's already up there, Hey. Eh? Yeah. Rattler 250, man. That's awesome, man. Well, that's great. I wish Charlie and Austin were here. I wish they I were here. Definitely. The one, the one that they're not here. I no. know I know. The <laughs> one the the couple of, the scheduling has been messed up here the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks here. And that's been that's on me. That's on me. Whatever. It but that's awesome, man. I'll definitely give you their contact information and tell so them cool. to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And you reach out to them most definitely because it, it's well worth at least getting the couple guys and, and I mean Charlie's a driver. He's a mm-hmm. cup light like, series driver. He's trying, I mean, he's in his mid thirties right now but he's still trying to make it man. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at John Garrett. One of the oldest yeah. guys we've had on the show, but he he's now a Arca Series full-time driver. Mm-hmm. I mean, never give up on your dreams there, man. That's the way that goes with anybody, but never especially you you never know.
1: Mm-hmm. But that's
0: awesome. So, so you're planning to run the Rattler. any I mean, in in just just to fill gaps <laughs> between Daytona and, and then Talladega cuz I know Phoenix is coming up. Yep. You'd
1: love to run Phoenix. <laughs> Love to, but, but I, it's, like I said, it it's a come-as-we-go, pretty much. You know, if someone calls me, like, hey, Brian, you want to run Phoenix for me all week? Yeah, sure, why not? We'll do it, but right. like, I, like I said, this is racing. This is motorsports. I don't have the rich dad, uncle, cousin, brother, sister, aunt, moms. So I, I don't have that, that you know, rich family member of the Fortune 500 company. Yeah, if I were
0: uh, you... If I were you, and I don't know if you have or not, reach out to Domino's, Pizza Hut, Papa mm-hmm. John's. I mean, reach out. I'm the pizza guy, man. I got the helmet to match. I'm that guy. You're <laughs> that guy, man. I mean, reach out mm-hmm. to those big pizza guys, DiGiorno. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm just if it was me in your shoes, I'd be like, dude, I already got the helmet. I mean, much. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, just that's like
1: free publicity.
0: That's free. Yeah, I mean, right there, you got your marketing. You got your market right there, mm-hmm. and. That'd be pretty cool. That's just me talking about that. You're going, you're, so you're doing your late model stuff right there. And mm-hmm. I know, I, I while doing some research on you, I noticed that you did a 24 hour race. You were the first driver ever to compete a 24 hour race in iRacing. racing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and I gotta know, man, because I I race myself, man, and I cannot sit there for more than th- two hours, and then and it's like I'm done. Yeah. Twenty four hours at Martinsville, and, he, and it looked like the Mazda cars.
1: Yeah, and the Miata.
0: And, and it, that's impressive in itself. For one, I don't. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I just. How would you do that, man?
0: Or what? What led I
1: don't to know that? how I did it. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember much of that race. I remember taking out my teammate with forty five minutes left, uh, and here's how bad it was. Is it was for shared I believe it was for Toys for Tots, you know that's kind of that they have everyone. It's a third running of the event. It was a Mooncar Twenty Four, which right. you know was put together by Travis Moonhead Brown, who's he was a pretty big figure in the I racing community and with Mooncar and all that. And it was my first year doing it, and I was talking to Travis, I'm like, "Hey, man." Has anyone ever 24 You know, slow it. He goes. He's had two people attempt it. One dude that computer died of three, and one dude just got sick and had to go bring in groceries and just quit. I'm like, I'm your guy, pal. I'm your guy. Well, you, well, you, and, were, yeah. Uh oh, uh-oh. <laughs> we, just dropped, we just dropped the microphone. We're good. We're good. It happens, man. And uh, my duct tape was uh, a little goofy, and so I'm like, I'm your guy, pal. Right. I'm, I'm your guy. And I had a lot of friends. We had. I, I live streamed the whole thing. So I was talking to people on Twitch. I had I had karaoke night going. I'm over here rocking out. I'm not remember you so still still I'm rocking out the whole time. I got coffee going, and the good about the Mazda Miata is that's like a minute long pit stops. So pit stop, I go do a pit stop. Like it was, it was we had a, we had a sink going there, and, and it was. I knew it was bad. when I looked at the clock, and we were like 18 hours in the race. And I'm streaming it like I said I looked at my stream I saw my webcam I saw sunlight in my webcam and I turn around I'm like oh the sun's out because it started like eight o'clock at night and I'm like man nice. sun, I'm like it's two o'clock I've been doing this for like 18 hours the uh, sun's been up for like seven I'm, uh, like, I'm, I start, I'm like I started losing my mind at that point oh yeah uh, and I don't remember like I said I don't remember much I, I knew I was there. I've gone back. I've watched videos of me wrecking. I don't remember me wrecking. I remember about the last two or three hours, and I was, I was, I was like a zombie for most of it. But I, I had fun of what I do remember. Uh, I could have honestly. I felt like we were on pace for top 15, but it was like, oh, to get wrecked. and It was right. especially like the last half of the race. I wasn't really pushing it that hard. I'm like, if I got wrecked, I'm like, oh, three-minute tow, go to the bathroom, walk around for a couple you know, minutes, get right back in it. All right. But it was something.
0: Oh yeah, it sounded like it, man. Just based on that, I, I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done. it. I can't do all nighters anymore, man. I, I used to when I was your age. All, all night, I. It doesn't matter when and where. I, all night, I could hang. But once you wait sixteen years, seventeen years, and you'll realize you look back, back on that, you know how it's uh, yeah, you'll, you'll look back on this and go, he was right. Yep. I mean, hate to say it, man. You were—he was right. I, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. But yeah, I think that time we'll we'll do it. But talking about sponsorship here, you're looking for sponsors. How do you mm-hmm. go about it? What, what do you do? I mean, how do you sell yourself? At, I mean, if, if mm-hmm. I was a sponsor, a potential sponsor, how would you sell yourself to me? Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you say? Well, I say, if, or for but, any
1: potential sponsors out there listening. Mm-hmm. So my personality, I think, is my selling point. You See a lot of drivers right now, they they don't have a personality. They're they're like a robot, like talking to a rock in the ground. Uh, I'm kind of known for having this goofy personality, and then I'm serious. I need to be serious on the track. You know, I'm serious out there on track. But back here, I've kind of created like a brand and image for myself, and it shows my social media. Like I've never really been big on social media, but in the past. Eleven or so, twelve months. Uh, I've already established a good fan base. You know, I've acquired over twenty thousand followers on TikTok, and uh, I believe we're at like thirty thousand followers across all social media. But we had twelve million people reach and like twelve million, um, you know, impressions last year. Which for like a smaller tier driver like me is huge. I mean, that's oh, twelve yeah. million, absolutely. People. Like, like yeah, I, I take probably top. 2 or 3% of all drivers in motorsports. So it's kind of it kind of become you know I've been able to go here and build a brand, build an image behind myself and we had a lot of great people top on board for Daytona. We we actually got kind of left in the dust that's here's the sad thing about motorsports is we had a our primary sponsor backed out with about six weeks before daytona and so we had a i mean we were calling people we we're dialing for dollars and we we're going through all you know, these books and different websites just trying to find different companies that might be interested and uh, we had all pro mold testers ironically was uh, my primary for daytona and they reached out by tiktok they found me through tiktok and I mean, I post all kinds of, you know, behind the scenes of, you know, me working on the dirt cars. And here's some, too, so I build all of our motors for the dirt car stuff. You, oh, go, nice. you go try to find a, the driver that builds his own, you know, his own race car motors. Right. And uh, so, I, you know, it's me, one of the guys that works on all of our setups and building stuff. And, you know, I post uh, behind the scenes videos. And we're down at the Daytona test in January. I posted a video, video of me and, you know, walking through the pits and driving on track. And it's like, hey, man, you guys looking for sponsorship? I'm like, you know, sponsorship is always appreciated. And so we got in contact, and it became our primary. So we're, we're very excited. We're working with uh, – his name is Shane. We're very excited. We're working with him down the road. And then we had a bunch of other local companies like BH Bun. You know, they, they have little tying machines that you, uh, you can you know tie a knot around a finger. You have a giant – Boxes, like shipping boxes, you can, you can put them in as ties or not. Uh, and manufacturing, you know, they make uh, machines to kind of for pizza dough. They kind of go round and shape the dough instead of having something much here kind of toss it and do this and that. So it really speeds up that process. And you know, all all bunch of other you know mom and pop shops. And if you look at our scheme, we call it the mom and pop special because we had over forty five companies and over two hundred individual people contribute to. Uh, our Daytona efforts. And so it was kind of neat being able to give these mom-pop shops, you know, these NASCAR fans, but they have no idea what NASCAR is, but they want to be a part of it, kind of give them an opportunity to go on board and uh, whatnot with that whole that whole presence. So it, it's really neat. And, you know, they'll, they'll tell you thing I just told you, my personality is what, what stands out. You see people... They, you see drivers they just go sit in the hall. They're all practice, or all, you know, all throughout the weekend. You know, I, I went in the fan zone. I hanged out in the fan zone for a couple hours and, you know, met and mingled with fans and made, made a lot of new fans. And, you know, I'm on Twitter, talking to people. I'm on Discord. I'm on, you know, Instagram, constantly chatting with people. And People, they can relate to me. Uh, Christopher Bell or someone like that. You don't really know much more. Oh, here, here is you know, his public persona. That's what do you know about him? You know, a lot of cup guys is like that. But me, like you reach out, I talk to them. I'll, if you have questions, I, I I have a lot of kids. Like, came in. how do I get how do I get to the level? How do I get there? And I'll you know, spell it out for them. Like, here's what I did. Here's how you know good ways to do it. So I, th- I think it's kind of a quick but not quick about me, pretty much, and kind of how how we've done it so far.
0: No, I like that. It's real, man, because, I mean, I, I feel like like you said, I mean, any driver, name a driver in the Cup Series who doesn't get out of the car and automatically, we'll say Chase Elliott, just for instance, because I see his die cast on there on the wall. That was the first one I picked out here. He gets out of the car. Man, I'd like to thank Napa. Chevy all these guys I mean to me Formula One drivers are the real drivers they get out of the car and they don't mention sponsors they talk about the race they talk about Mm -hmm. what happened in the pits or the strategy that was made I mean those guys right there are the real true blue no kidding Mm -hmm. this is who I am and it sounds like that's who you are too Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm gonna go back around and say it again man there's pizza hut Domino's, man i mean i, I if you haven't already man mm-hmm. reach out to them me too yeah because i mean i feel like that's your ticket to go in there i mean even in low name like i mean a red baron i mean the tombstone pizza who cares get a pizza name on your car man because that will be perfect for you and it will just sell and you'll be on pizza boxes man you'll be, be on gritty, pizza. Cool. I, I think the so
1: fast delivery driver and you in the middle. Well,
0: I mean, you already got the commercials right there. I know mm-hmm. David Ruderman was Domino's a few years ago, and I, I don't think he holds a candle to you. I don't think man, because I feel you, man. I love pizza or, or one of those, you know, brick oven pizza companies. Mm-hmm. Like, I oh, man, go for That's it. Only man. some, yeah. oh, Drew, dude, that could be a quarter panel sponsor right there. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. man. I think you that's it and i i'm sure you've thought of it before but go for mm-hmm. it dude man that's awesome so you're looking forward to this year you got talladega at least in in the lineup here i, I know it looks like a lot of restrictor plate races or super speedway races are, are big picture here mm-hmm. but are there any other tracks you're trying to look forward to this season as far as as far as 2023
1: arca series I say I'm not. I'm not really too sure. Like I said, there's a there's a lot of fun tracks. You know, Flat Rock, uh, Toledo, Berlin, right. Bristol, Dover, uh, Michigan, Pocono, Kansas, twice for some odd reason, Iowa, Milwaukee, IRP. Yep. There's there's all kinds of different. Decoy and Springfield. If I could pick one track, Decoy or Decoy or Springfield, flat, Mile dirt ovals in the Arkie cars. Okay, and I, I think what like the Arcus stands out is they they've been going to these two dirt tracks forever, and uh, I think I probably do pretty decent there because you don't have that dirt background right. but there's nothing like a flat mile dirt track especially in a 3400 pound stock car so if i if i could pick one track it definitely be one of those or like i really want to try a pocono or a michigan
0: Yeah, pocono uh, would be just fun
1: because they're different they're unique they're fast but i'd say probably probably like a decoy springfield something all right something, something, something unique something different Pocono, like a shot on a tricky triangle. Hey, man, I hear you. I've been in
0: Pocono a few times as a fan. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I've been there, man. Well, hey, man, we're going to wrap it up here. It's getting kind of late on my oh, end. I know you're in. You're, you're trying to. I know. I wish I could talk to you more. We'll definitely have you back on. But real quick, I got a question for you. I ask every driver, and if you've listened to my show, you'll know. But, I, I, I mean, maybe not. Maybe you were busy this past week. Say racing was, I mean, say four-year-old you was never introduced to racing, never got into a car, what would you be, what do you think you'd be doing now? You're 20 years old. you' would be a school teacher. You'd be a school teacher. be a school teacher. What subject would you teach? History. Oh, wow. History buff. I'm a history buff, too,
1: myself. So, and okay. also history teachers, I feel like, have the easiest jobs in the world. Yeah, it's all right. They teach stuff that's already happened.
0: Yeah, and I know you're going to Liberty University right <laughs> yes. now. What are you studying?
1: A business right now. Oh, I mean,
0: <laughs> so you're you're studying business, but you'd be a history teacher if you could. I mean, but that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So okay, well, I mean, hey, man, give us give us a shout out. Give us your your social media plugs where people can find you, look you up if they haven't already. Where can they find you? Good, quick sponsor plug and anything like that before
1: we wrap yeah. it up here. Uh, so my Twitter big one is at the one pizza man. Uh, surprise, surprise, I like pizza. Uh, my Instagram where I post a lot of like uh, stupid stuff is <laughs> at the one only the pizza man. Surprise, surprise. My Facebook page, you know, for some of the people that still use Facebook it's just nasty motor sports, is just uh, Brighton Nast Motorsports. Is we have a page there from our dirt stuff to the figure eight asphalt to the arc to the you know the, the truck stuff. We post a lot of stuff on there, and then I'm missing the one. TikTok. How can I forget TikTok, TikTok, man?
0: That's a big one.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, That's the app, Brayton. That's the nice, simple, easy, peasy, limit, squeezy. I posted a lot of stuff, a lot of behind the scenes. We talked about that a little bit ago. A lot of behind the scenes videos of either us working on stuff or us Painting stuff that we shouldn't be painting or just, you know, racing clips and a lot, a lot of fun stuff that goes on on TikTok as well. And I have a website to use, com, where our full 2023 schedule will be released eventually in the next couple of weeks. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, I don't know. And oh, fun. and you can kind of see my story there. And I just got to give a shout out to my parents. They, yeah, they've absolutely. Uh, They've sacrificed a lot. My whole family, I, I got a little sister and older brother, too. Uh, we've, we've missed a lot of family vacations. Uh, we could have probably gone on and whatnot, so I just got to give a shout-out to them for kind of putting up with a lot of my BS over, over the past decade or so. Uh, my dad doesn't mind of my mom, though. She's, <laughs> she's not a big fan of the whole racing thing, but we're, we're, we're going to make her a fan, I promise.
0: Well, that's awesome, and all those can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com under the guest section. You'll be right there on it, man. The number 14. Let's go. Guest number 14 on rambling about racing, and not the last, but definitely I dare say the one that stands out the most, at least to me, (laughs) being a fellow pizza lover, because, again, my catchphrase is pizza is always an option. Mm-hmm. Always an option. You're going to have water it the, the night before, and it's, like, it's still an option.
1: Very much so. For the
0: microwave, it be good. Not even the microwave. Order a whole new pie. There you yeah, go. Well, why even put it in the microwave? No way, man. Just, oh, wait, wait. Before we go, now i got to
1: ask you this, man. How do you reheat your pizza? If I'm in a hurry, like if I'm going to work, I yep. start in the microwave. The ideal from this gonna sound crazy. No, 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 I like no. A, I like to put in a pan. Yep, put okay. Put water in the pan. Okay, here's what I do. I put oil in the pan
0: first, get the crust nice and crispy. Okay. Then I put the water in the pan, cover it up. And that melts the cheese. Okay, we're on the same same wavelength here. <laughs> remember me, remember me when you make it big in the Cup Series. Like I need to get these guys high passes. <laughs> okay. We'll all right. we get, We'll begin. we Whoa, whoa, cross that. Hey, Braden, man, thank you for taking the time. I know you've been busy, especially mm-hmm. with Pro satona and all that stuff. I really appreciate appreciate you taking the time to join us this week. It's been a lot of fun. Can't wait to put it out there and hopefully get people to know you better. And, and we'll definitely have you back on. Hopefully, I'll, I'll tell Josh about this. Maybe he'll give you a truck series ride here, or a truck series race here this year, hopefully. I hope. I hope. Yeah, I'll tell Josh about it, man. I mean, At least I'll throw him the episode and say he spoke highly of you, which you did, and I'll do that, man. But, hey, best of luck in 2023. Best of luck at the Radler. Make sure to go talk to Charlie and Austin, because that would, be, do, would that'd do. Be, that'd be great for you to meet up with them. And if they're not busy and you're not busy, meet up with them, maybe have, well, you're not 21 yet. I would say have a beer be, yeah, a, little, a couple more months to go. Yeah, a couple, couple months, man. Just be patient. It's it's there. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Best of luck in 2023, man. Again, thank you for being on the show. Best. Of, I, I can't say that enough. Best of luck, man. And, and we'll talk to you
1: later. I appreciate you bringing me on. It was a blast, and i uh, see you at the next one. All right, man. we Will do. Before we
0: wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about a partner that has been with Ramblin' About Racing since we were called in the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast, and since we were on the Unhinged Sports Network, and that is Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop for everything NASCAR for your favorite driver's T-shirts, hoodies, hats, die cast and so much more, but it isn't just NASCAR. I get my all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear from there as well as my Washington Capitals gear there as well. One-stop shop for everything you need, any type of sport you need. Links can be found under the sponsor tab at ramblingaboutracing.com as well as the under the podcast description and YouTube description depending on whether you're watching or listening to Rambling About Racing. Head over there right now. And get your favorite sports gear's need for this upcoming season.
1: White flag. White flag. White flag. White flag. White flag. One lap to go. One lap, racer. Right
0: Final thoughts here on this week's episode of Ramblin' About Racing. Again, that was Braden Laster. Make sure to go follow him on all social media platforms. It should, I mean, seeing his career, I feel like it's going to go somewhere. But we'll have to wait and see. Only time will tell when it comes to that. Anything could happen here. And again, sorry the rest of the guys are going to show up this week. Hopefully, we'll have him back next week when we have Willie T. Rib joining us. You won't want to miss that episode. Mark my words, that is going to be a fun episode. But now we get into the final thoughts here of rambling About Racing. And we are going to start off with the fantasy standings for rambling About Racing. Fifteen people are signed up, although two did not participate, so... 13 participants here into rambling about racing league. And we're going to just read you that the lineup following Daytona money team. Moon Rovers is currently in first place with 157 points. S blades 152 B none three 145. I'm in fourth with 124 points smoking. Woody 120 SMR operations 118 Matt camper, 118, so both are tied for 6th place. Sissy K, 109. Super Sumo 32, 101. The Sports Stove from the Belly Up Sports Network. 100 points, tied with Chuck eighty three, eighty four, our defending champion, who is sharing 10th points to some. I am so sorry about that. Draft Kings Research lineup comes in at 12th with 96 points. Grocery Getter, 6th. With 90 points. So that rounds out from 1st all the way to 13th for your fantasy leagues. For week 1, it's only week 1. Anything could happen. I mean, it's a long race season. And we'll have to... I can't wait to see what the outcome is with that one. And now for this week in NASCAR. February 20th, 1977. Kelly Arbor pulls away from Benny Parsons in the final lap to win his second Daytona 500, short and simple, February 20th, 1977. And we're going to get more of those as we go down the road. Again, sorry, Preston, Austin, and Charlie couldn't be here. Hopefully, they'll be here next week. Scheduling's kind of messed up here, blaming on me, the producer, director, and all that stuff, and the scheduler for the show. Hopefully, by next week, it will be fixed and it will be great to go. Again, next week, Willie T. Rib will be on the show. That's all that we have here this week in NASCAR is done. Fantasy lineups are done. Interviews done. Everything is done. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up for you guys. For this week's episode of Ramblin' About Racing, thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you're joining us on YouTube or your regular podcast platform, really do appreciate you taking this time to stop by and watch us. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Defos Outdoor Lightning, Extreme Sim Racing, Fanatics, and Stand Up to Cancer for all they do, not only for us here Rambling Ramblin' About Racing, but for what they do for belly up sports as well. Make sure to head over to ramblingaboutracing.com to links to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Like and follow all those and subscribe to YouTube, especially for better content and hopefully more content here in the future. Again, Willie T. Ribs on next week. Thank you again for Br- Braden Laster for being on the show. For Charlie Herkus, Preston Lude, Austin Reeves, I'm Matt Beamer, Stay safe and have a good rest of the week.